0: You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, the smart money is on smartless. Amazon and Netflix get into live sport. Apple's download numbers nosedive Spotify spits the dummy Podcasting of the world of AI And NPR is hiring again Stocks, welcome back Good to see you 2024, baby 2024, (laughs) I was about to say 2023 Jesus, it still hasn't quite sunk in yet But uh, yeah, it's nice to be here We're on the couches in the DM studio How good Face to face Nice little sort of summer surge on. Uh, You've got some some pigment in your skin? got a little bit of pigment as much as my skin will allow um, between the other spots that I have. But yeah, it's nice to be back over summer. I mean, got a hell of a time to have to come back and and finalize some visa things. Mm, How inconvenient. How inconvenient indeed, here by myself. The
1: summer of jewels. (laughs) The summer of jewels. (laughs) It's been a whirlwind tour, but yeah, it's coming to an end soon, but it's uh, been uh, a good one. How about yourself, man? How's the summer been? Great, glorious. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm just commenting about how much uh, quality time I've been able to spend with uh, Kay and Roscoe. Yeah. Parents of the pod. Chateau Batstone. (laughs) Been wonderful. Just working our way through Roscoe's wine cellar. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. I'm about 10% Pinot Noir right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All great. Well, I mean, fortunately, we we're about to kick off this podcast, and some news dropped just in time for us, rather than sort of after we've recorded, which is a nice. Could it change. be our year this year? I think it is. I think it's looking like it's on the up already. The big news: Sirius XM Holdings has secured the exclusive rights to Smartless Media.
1: Yeah. So Smartless Media is uh, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Yeah. And they have the phenomenal podcast Smartless, yeah, uh, which is one of the sort of consistently one of the top four or five podcasts in the US, yeah, year on year on year on year. Uh, this is a deal. Um, all the agreement, all of the details have not been released, but it's a hundred million dollar deal in total for three years. Mm-hmm. So currently, Smartless, I mean, Smartless signed a massive deal back in twenty twenty one, yeah. With Amazon, Yeah, it feels like we're only just talking about these guys. Yeah, for somewhere between 60 and 80 million US dollars, according to Bloomberg. Yeah. And that was for exclusive rights. And now they've gone and taken it to the next level. When we thought everything's in decline. Yeah, that's right. Media's really just been consolidating, conservative, just batting down the hatches for the next 24 months. Here we go. Yeah. Is it because Trump's coming back? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) The economy's
0: turning some way. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's a huge deal. It, it, they say um, basically it's going to give uh, Sirius, Sirius XM exclusive um, rights to their whole back catalogue as well. So they're taking everything. They're right? taking
1: everything. They've got exclusive ad sales rights here. The podcast is still going to be available, like yeah. SmartList, the podcast is yeah. going to be available Across Everywhere you get your podcast, Right. But what you'll get if you with a serious XM is you get exclusive early access to new episodes of Smartless, all the Smartless Media podcasts, including ones like Jack, Jill and Will, Bad Dates and the Owned podcast series, which we love, which mm-hmm. is that sports ownership podcast series, sort of a true, not true crimey, but documentary style yeah. podcast, uh, which is hosted by Rex Chapman. Plus, you get the opportunity to be fans in the live audience for special tapings of Smartless products. And and you were talking about that HBO, HBO documentary yeah. that Smartless did about their live podcast that's show, right. Which is brilliant. I mean, this is like a comedy yeah, a comedy special or something like that. Yeah, just recording show, the whole night. That's yeah.
0: it. And I mean, you know, production costs. I remember listening to a comedian talking once um, just about, you know, how good it is being a comedian and the kind of money you make. And he was chatting to another comedian about how stupid he was because he brought this whole big live band on tour, and this is all this added expense that you just don't need to do <laughs> if you're a comedian. The benefit is it's one person up on the stage, or the three, is, as, as might be the case with these guys. But yeah, yeah,
1: the difference between a Kanye West live orchestra show and yeah. Jack Harlow showing up with a DJ—that's right—I know which I'd rather <laughs> do. Um, it, it is money for jam any of these sort of live shows that you can do like a netflix comedy special it's just hey we're gonna record one of your shows yeah all right i'm gonna do my usual set yeah right can we release it after i've done my tour cool Absolutely. so it doesn't step on my material fantastic yeah done what you're gonna pay me 10 mil yeah go
0: <laughs> so a great deal for those guys i mean look joining conan o'brien's team coco over there so uh, what's
1: he kind of needs a friend yep that's right
0: Um, and who else have we got Ashley Flowers audio chunk featuring Crime Junkie and Crooked Media Um, and it's hit podcast one of your favourites Pod Save America which I
1: imagine is going to have a massive year this year yeah
0: Pod Save America is going to have a massive year I mean look Myself, I was listening to Pressbox, is sort of in a similar space to that yesterday with everything that's going on in the States, um, you know, around the world, political wars, et cetera, et cetera. I think these sorts of shows are really going to grow their listenership heavily this year.
1: So looking at Team Coco and Crooked Media, it does really seem like Sirius XM is trying to corner the market on Gen X, Gen Y comedy adjacent podcast hosts who are white. Yeah. It's very much, seems like they've got a lane and they're sticking to it. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 an affluent market. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the
0: people who probably got the Sirius XM, I mean, they'd know their audience pretty well. And, you know, it's predominantly an in car sort of experience,
1: isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, these shows really do talk to each coast and maybe Chicago in the Midwest, but you're not looking at middle America with uh, this type of content. No, absolutely not. But, hey, like you did say, there is um, at least one of the smartless guys is gay. Yeah. So, um, diversity that's diversity That's diversity for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: been a couple of other media deals recently as well, uh, which we'll just kind of like skip through because, you know, it's just interesting just thinking about the, the, the possibilities within the podcast. Look, January's
1: space. come out the gates. I mean, yeah. we had a pretty lackluster 2023 in terms of big Media deals. Yeah, most of the stuff was contraction, bad news, hearing about cuts, yep. uh, people being fired, share prices plummeting. So to see, firstly, this smartless deal just blew everyone out of the water. Yeah. I mean, let's just for a second, let's talk about this is un- uh, really no one saw this coming. No, an no. escalation to this point as well. This is such a big deal. It's been covered in you know CNN's covering it. It's yeah. mainstream media. The this, the size, the magnitude of this deal, and kind of just taking one away from Amazon as well, which you know has got bottomless. Pockets. Yeah, really. uh, yeah. Amazon could blow SiriusXM out of the water yeah. anytime they want on any deal they want. So, it's very interesting. But then, so speaking of Amazon, Amazon's bought a stake in Diamond Sports. Tell us more about this. Yeah, so they
0: operate the regional sports networks or RSN. So, these are the ones who go out and cover every single game. Like if you're a sport like baseball, you've got 365 million uh, games played per year in your season. Maybe a slight exaggeration, but it's somewhere in that. Yeah, 162, sort of, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically they cover everything. They license certain deals to the major networks, you know, when it's a big kind of game or a big team's in town. But you know, most of the time the major networks want to look after the big teams like you know Correct. The basketball yeah, yeah. Lakers and Boston and, and the Knicks. So this gives them the ability to really sort of take a lot of these regional games, the ones that are kind of mid season, early season,
1: whatever, and just have them on the live streamer. It's so, perfect for streaming, right? Because yeah. you, you just it's on demand, you don't have to have this programming surrounded by other things yeah in terms of hey there's a three-hour baseball game so we need to have something that leads in and leads out it's on demand yeah so you just have the games and people know i just go to amazon they get these games
0: that's right and these these um streamers are really kind of you know they're trying to make inroads into live sport i mean this is the big kind of eventual play for them and we're seeing that happen with a couple of deals uh recently and you know obviously amazon taking a few over but also netflix's partnership with wwe which is quite a massive one as well. It's this is a
1: huge deal. This is 5 billion
0: dollars over, over 10 years. Which I think is really interesting in why they chose to go after WWE and not, you know, other sports. And I think yeah. because it's kind of, you know, it's it's sports entertainment. It's in that scripted
1: space, but it is what? sport. So, yeah, it's Scripted. not real. No, that's right. It's real. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's like the NFL. There's just script writers. Yeah, um, exactly. Just to be clear, this is for WWE Raw, which is a weekly show. Uh-huh. It's the flagship show of WWE. And this will start in January of next year. Yeah. But also it means that outside of the US on Netflix, you get everything. You get SmackDown. You get NXT. You get WrestleMania, SummerSlam, all these big pay-per-views they do, as well as all these documentaries and back catalogue they've got. Yeah. This is a gigantic deal. I mean, this is something I think that's going to be happening going forward because WWE opened up its own app streaming yeah. app a couple of years ago and it w- to great fanfare because you could go and watch any match from like 1970s uh-huh. through to present day yeah um which is just incredible for someone who's a modern fan to be able to go back and just look at anything yeah, that's going on, on get your get your pay-per-views directly through there and as successful as that was it was a bit of ip that netflix has just gone thank you we'll take that yeah totally i think the, the cost for these people to kind
0: of you know set up these apps in the first place develop them continue to, main- to ma- maintain them Hosting all of these little things that you kind of need to think about—it's a huge amount of money to get keep something like this going. So, a deal like this with with Netflix is amazing because I mean they're really sort of utilizing the power of their platform. All of that sort of stuff's taken care of. They just give them the back catalog. If you're you know if you're in India or wherever, you know the big one that they're sort of looking at as well is like sort of around Brazil and things like this huge audiences
1: who haven't had that much exposure Non-English before. Non-English language countries, this WWE is just gonna cut through yep. regardless. It's yep. just, it's male teenage soap opera. Yeah, that's exactly um, right. Look,
0: you can why follow without even hearing what they say. You know correct. who's the
1: villain, you know who's the hero. Correct. So why are we talking about this on a podcasting podcast? Well, I mean, this sort of, this talks to what's happening in media, a, a lot of things moving towards live, yeah. particularly with uh, on demand stuff, is moving on to live because that's where the stickiness is, particularly around sports. And then, so there's worlds of ecosystems of content you can create around that in an yeah. audio space. And then, the other part of it is just this consolidation. We've seen all these things pop up, and now we're starting to see consolidation. And we're going to see it with audio, just like we're seeing it with on demand video. Yeah. But it's also good to see just the scale of these deals happening. Oh, definitely.
0: And in, in non English language speaking countries, who might not have had that much content around wrestling or whatever because it's not really showing there, right? So, all of a sudden, you've got this new thing that's out there. There's going to be all of these creators in those countries who want to start making shows about this sort of stuff and can get, you know, start right away, really.
1: Maybe we should start a supplement store in India. I think we should.
0: I think we should.
1: Completely overshadowed by the Smartless deal is big news from Apple Podcasts. They've added transcripts to all Apple podcasts. In the new iOS um, 17.4 update, the uh, Apple podcast app is going to read out the full text of an episode. So, you'll be able to search the episode. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you a transcript you can download, but you can search the episode for a specific word or phrase and jump in at that point. So, if you're listening to a podcast and you want to just get to the bit where they talk about... AI, yeah, bang, type in AI, yeah. bang, it'll take you straight there and just start playing from there. Yeah. So this sort of revolutionizes how you listen to a podcast. There have been these AI apps that allow you to edit podcasts this way, which we've talked about to script and yeah. other apps like that. But this is actually for now really catering towards the end user uh, and particularly the hearing impaired. Yeah. So what happens is if you upload your podcast when you upload your podcast and it goes onto Apple Podcasts, within a couple hours, the transcript will appear. Yeah. You can download that transcript. You can upload your own transcript if you feel like there's the, the odd little typo here, yeah. here or there, which does happen with any of these transcripting services, getting your name wrong, my name wrong, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. But this is a huge thing. Now, back in 28th of September, 2023... Spotify announced a similar yeah. type of service, but it's really only a- appeared on Gimlet Podcast, and then I actually saw it for the first time this morning right. listening to a Ringer podcast. It's the first time I've seen it.
0: Yeah, it's been on the Bill Simmons one yeah. because when he does his uh, start of the NBA season over-under thing, I, used, I quite enjoy listening to that and making my sort of you know over-under bet for the year. Got it. And so I had to go back through the transcript on some of the things that I'd missed, so it was quite useful in a, yeah. from a gambling point of view, I'm happy to say. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's probably... You know, maybe not the the use case that they intended when they thought about this, but they might have had more altruistic uh, visions of what this might be hey, able to achieve. Hey,
1: you know, the beauty of, <laughs> beauty of human nature. Um, so it's really only been available on Spotify-owned podcast platforms, but Apple's just done it across the board. Um,
0: and also Apple has made a slight change to the way that they essentially run their, their software um, with the shows. They've always had this kind of automated download with their podcast. So if you subscribe to a show, it will download, you know, each time a new show comes up, which can be a bit of a, a memory chew, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I recently cleaned up my laptop because it had no memory on it, and turned out that over fifty gig of my hard drive was just Apple Podcasts, which I hadn't been using, just backing up there. So what they've done is they switch off automatic do- downloads for. Uh, any podcast you haven't listened to five episodes of in the last two weeks. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty, pretty high bar. I've seen low this low as
0: well as now kind of standard um, for IAB. They're saying now if you're developing a new platform, you're not allowed to store past those kind of five episodes as, as a kind of recency thing. So mm. whether or not that's come as a reaction to Apple or if Apple's changed as a reaction to that, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, and this has made a a massive difference. Podcasters were surprised by the change because it came with no advance warning from Mm. Apple uh, and they were keeping quiet on full audience metrics. Um, None of the publishers of Apple's top 10 podcasts last year would comment on these changes. Um, There's a quote that nearly every podcast that regularly publishes got an enormous haircut, one podcast industry insider said, but they wouldn't go on record. Just letting you know, we went through our entire slate of podcasts last week and... There were four or five where we just went, What happened in September mm. to your audience? Did the content change? And then we realized these are podcasts that had eighty percent Apple audience. Yeah. And they've just it's just come back. It's yeah. come back to the field. I mean, this is this is a good thing for podcasting. It's a bad thing for certain podcasters, but you know, they're empty listens. Yeah. Um I've got fifty gig worth of empty listens on my bloody yeah. laptop.
0: So it's probably a step in the right direction. It's an adjustment period, and but it's you know, I think it's all Part and parcel with the kind of standardisation around the way that podcasting results are um, published, tracked—you know, all of those sorts of things—and yep, absolutely. And yeah, final bit of Apple, <laughs> bit of <laughs> Apple news. Spotify has really come in swinging on on Apple's on Apple's taxes that they have through the App Store.
1: Yeah, so there's been a long running case, which really Spotify has been one of the main drivers behind about the App Store exclusivity and the fifth or seventeen percent that Apple charges. Yeah, uh, someone like a Spotify for any in app purchases via their App Store in the EU. Yeah. Judgment was passed down. Apple had to come back with a solution. The solution was to allow a third-party app store, so one that they don't own, yeah. that you can set up. So someone like Meta could set up their own app store and then avoid these 17% fees on any in-app purchases. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's used Spotify to actually buy something within there, uh, subscribe to a podcast. It's quite a clunky experience. You can't just use the Apple double-click. No. You've got to go out into a browser. Remember this is what to- your password was. Yeah, and this is to avoid this 17%, so very clunky user experience so what apple said is, yeah you can have your own third party thing but if you uh if you're of a certain size basically you have to pay uh, 0.5 euros per install and if you look at someone like uh spotify they have about a hundred million yeah. apple subscribers in europe so that's about fifty million a lot euros they have to pay to Apple. It really, it's really tough on anyone who's got this freemium model because mm. what sixty, seventy percent of Europeans are on Spotify uh, on the free version, not on the premium version. So Spotify is just getting taxed. Yeah. yeah, if they go this way and they're not making any money off those what those seventy million people, and yeah. then they're paying thirty-five million euros for the honour of that. So Daniel Ek, the founder. CEO of Spotify went ballistic on Twitter. Oh, I've spoken to my lawyers, da da da, da <laughs> fantastic rant, and just got destroyed. Yeah. It was just like, oh, yeah, right. So Apple is leveraging an ecosystem that they built, created, developed, did the whole thing for to make money, much like you have. Yeah, um, exactly right. And they're only charging 70%. You charge fi- you take 50% yes. of ad revenue from the artist you work with. So he just got bent over. Yeah. And it was beautiful to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, it's Spotify.
0: No, that's right. What's, what's good for the goose is what's good for the gander. <laughs> a little bit of kind of product news here. There's some interesting things. Obviously, you know, there's so much AI going out in the media at the moment. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to work out what the next big thing is with AI. And there's a few people having goes at this in podcasting as well. We've talked about, you know, script generation, um, editing software, etc. Now... This company, Elutu, um, has created an AI podcast planner, which is pretty interesting. This is an AI tool uh, called Show Planner. So essentially, it's going to help you take a podcast concept from idea stage straight through to launch in minutes by auto-generating an entire podcast action plan for Free. Now I'm throwing up the inverted commas there. Um, plans include a podcast pitch, ideas for the first f- uh, five episodes, suggested formats, audience profile, and ideas on how to make the podcast unique from other shows that are already like that on the market, right? And it can even help you generate the title and the artwork. So, the only tag is that on that is that you kind of need to sign up for, you get this free thing and and sign up for the video thing, the video editing software and then you get your sort of plan released to you.
1: It's a little five-stepper. There's um, capture your idea. So, what's your podcast about? Choose a catchy name, review your plan, review your trailer script and then record, edit and launch. Yeah. Yeah, it seems so easy. It Seems so
0: easy. So look,
1: maybe we should do that for this podcast. It could be an idea. I mean. It
0: could be worth testing out. But I think yeah, it's it's one of those things where the barrier for entry just got a little bit lower. You know, now it's also you got to keep on going with it and and keep up. A lot of people sort of seem to drop off statistically after a few episodes. Um, so we'll see if something like this helps with longevity. And who knows?
1: Also in AI news, Will I Am of Black Eyed Peas fame is releasing a new podcast. Uh, it's called. Radio, and it's with an AI co-host named Anita A. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> he's always, look, he's always kind of positioned himself as
0: a bit of a technologist, um, embracing all sorts of things. And, you know, from back in the, the music that they were creating. Oh, know, all
1: of the phone deals, the yeah, phone ads phone they deal, created. Exactly yeah. right.
0: Like all of this kind of corporate time, but essentially that's what it was, corporate time. Yeah. I think that the AI uh, bot
1: that he's called, Anita oh, A is it. yep. an AI assistant that can converse play music and provide information she'll interact with Will I am and the listeners as well as curate playlists based on their preferences interesting yeah i mean have you had a go at the
0: AI uh, dj on spotify yeah i have it's disappointing it's very disappointing so we'll see how this goes if it's got someone
1: like will i am to kind of help it along but yeah yeah i put it on the other day and because i listened to uh, like a lo-fi sleep playlist for Twelve hours or something the night before. That was what it was. It just started playing me like transcendent transcendental meditation. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like no, I want to be up and moving. <laughs> Give me something I this like. Yeah, so the Will I Am show it will feature music, interviews, and discussions on topics such as tech, innovation, and social issues. And Will I Am is hoping to inspire and educate the audience with his insights and experiences. Sure, look, I'm, I'll let's see how this goes, but yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely uh, outside the box, which is what we like.
0: And then in the world of hiring and firing, uh, NPR has taken on former uh, Gimlet uh, chief Colin Campbell. Yeah, as their new uh, podcast chief. Yeah, that's right. So an interesting little move there, kind of back into that the public broadcasting space. But, you know, they've obviously, NPR has had a, a few uh, issues themselves over the past year or so. So this is... Trying to be more commercial, maybe? Yeah, trying to sort of reset where they're at. But, you know, there's there's a fair bit of... Uh, he's done interviews around the place and there's a fair bit of slander on, on Spotify and, and what they were trying to do there.
1: Yeah, he's been given a bit of, bit of the good oil. Yes,
0: um, very true. So, but one thing I was just interested um, reading in one of these articles is what they, Gimlet, hoped for when they came across to Spotify and what, what appears to have been sort of promised to them. Apart from the hundreds of... Apart from the hundreds of... The big truck dollars, that they backed up for the cash. Yes, that's right. Was that they were going to utilise some of the existing uh, technology that was within the Spotify app, right? So, specifically the radio function. So, if you've ever got a, a band or a song that you particularly like, you can, you know, right-click on that or the little dot-dot-dot menu and bring up the... Play on spotify radio that will use that as an anchor point to you know custom create your own radio station based on that artist so other artists that are similar to that other artists that people who listen to that artist listen to it'll sort of give you a whole bunch of new songs that come in and help you discover some new music which is quite good i use it all the time I, i really like that function their expectation was that they were going to do something like this for podcasts so you could play an episode of a podcast that you really liked start the radio station of that podcast and it would just bring up other shows you know, around similar topics or similar kind of vibe, really. Now, that never came into fruition. It was something that they were all a bit pissed off about because they felt like it meant that you know discoverability was hindered in some way. He said NPR One, their their platform, um, it's doing what Spotify you know, wouldn't do. It's pay, paying very close attention to what you're listening to. It pays close attention to what you like and skip. And if you're there for everything from news to a narrative experience or like a game show, they're going to start to surface that sort of stuff for you. So it's interesting that there is a platform out there trying to sort of do a bit more like that in the way of podcasting and, and discoverability. Excellent. Good luck
1: to them, I say. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Welcome back, mate. Um, Thank hopefully you. Hopefully we can squeeze one more in before you... Uh fly
0: away. Yeah I think so and, and we really want to kind of build upon our um, audience engagement this year and try and get you guys involved a lot more. One of the ways in which we want to do that is just chuck up a question on Spotify. Um, each week we'll do a different question so we really want to get your gauge on the Smartless deal. 100 million has been paid, do you reckon this is too much, not enough, give us your
1: thoughts and we'll we'll carry those through to the next shows. Yeah and let us know who you think might be next. There's a little uh, rinky-dink podcaster named Josip Rogan. Yeah, I think who's um, yeah Josip Rogan contract renewal's coming yeah, up. Yeah, so. I think he's out there, so it'd be interesting to see where you think he might end up. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you all next week. You.